Hey friends, this is Fun Therapy, and my name is Mike Foster. And together we're going to dive into the messy and brutal but beautiful parts of our not-so-perfect stories. And we're going to do it with a smile. Fred Rogers, who is one of my heroes and the host of the amazing Mr. Rogers Neighborhood, once said, Knowing that we can be loved exactly as we are, gives us all the best opportunity for growing into the healthiest of people. I think that's so true, don't you? So more than anything, right now, right in this very moment, in every single possible way imaginable, I want you to know you are loved always and loved exactly as you are. My name is Mike Foster. And this is Fun Therapy. I'm looking forward to talking about sleep today and hopefully helping you have better sleep and some tips and tricks and some things that will help you rest well when you go to bed to help you become a friend of your pillow again. But before we get there and before we talk about that, I have some really exciting and important uh, news and announcement I want to make. And I want you guys as the Fun Therapy family to be the first to know. And it's basically this. I am going to be doing a brand spanking new event called Strongest. It's going to be May 16th and 17th in San Diego. It's a Thursday and Friday, and it's going to be a small gathering because I like small gatherings and because I like to learn people's names. I like us to interact. I like conversations. And so we're going to keep it small and I'm going to limit it to about 40 people or so. And I'm calling this really my first official fun therapy event. I've been dreaming about this for a while, about how do we get together and how can we learn together and grow together. It's going to be a workshop gathering on living your strongest life and creating strength through surprising ways, through vulnerability and empathy and living wholeheartedly. And I'm going to kind of talk about three different core topics throughout the two days. I'm going to talk about how to have the strongest heart, and that's really about our emotions and how to process our emotions and live healthy uh, lives with our emotions. And I'm also going to be talking about how to have a strong voice and the strongest voice where your passions and your dreams and you really get clear around that and then have the courage to execute those dreams and to live out those dreams and those desires of your heart. Uh, I'm also going to be talking about how to do strong relationships and whether that's friendships or with our significant other dating relationships, whatever it might be. I'm really excited about you talking about the issues of boundaries and codependency and how to show up with your whole heart in a relationship. Um, I'm going to be uh, teaching on emotional fitness and self-care and codependency and how to just live free. We're going to learn together and create new friends together. We're going to eat together. And I'm also going to be, this is kind of cool. I'm going to be doing a live recording 
of the Fun Therapy podcast while we're there. And so you'll get to sit in and watch it and kind of see um, an episode take place, which is, I think that's going to be cool. We've never done that before, but uh, I'm excited that we're going to do it in front of a live audience. I'm also, uh, just so you know, I'm going to announce when registration opens through my Instagram feed because it's not open yet. You can't register just yet, but I'm kind of finishing up all the final details. But uh, I'm going to announce it through my Instagram feed. So make sure you're following me at Mike Foster 2000, my my Instagram account, Mike Foster 2000, because that's where I'm going to announce it. And make sure to follow me there because I, if you want to get in, I don't know, I don't know how long it will take to to fill. I mean, it may go really fast. It may take a long time. I don't know. But if you want to come, uh, I'd encourage you to register sooner than later and when the registration opens. So it's, uh, again, May 16th and 17th here in San Diego. I'll be posting some more information on my website at mikefoster.tv once I make the announcement. So I hope you can come. I hope you want to come. It's our first little fun therapy event. Yes. Also, I want to say thanks for leaving your reviews and ratings on iTunes. I wanted to read a couple real quick. Lopez says, listening to these conversations makes you feel like you're not alone and everything is going to be okay. Yay. They say, uh, I think my favorite part is that he, I guess that's me, has found a way to talk about deep things in a light way and full of hope. Oh, that's very, very wonderful and kind. Thank you. Uh, Danelle says, uh, this is my favorite part of the week. Yeah, <laughs> mine too. Uh, say they, they go and say, uh, this is a hidden gem we need in our world today. Well, thank you, each one of you who have left a review. I'm going to keep reading those on the podcast and sharing those with you. So I just appreciate it. In fact, the best way that you can support this podcast or any podcast for that matter, is to rate and review it on iTunes. So I'm really thrilled to be talking about this topic of sleep on this episode. It is something that a lot of us struggle with. I'm going to share a few stories from my own life and some of the habits and things that and routines that I've gotten into to help me sleep. But my goal really with this episode is to help you integrate some new practices, some new ideas, some new concepts to help you fall asleep naturally. So I'm going to give you five ways to do this. Some are kind of high level. Some are really specific. But at the end of this episode, I really hope that you will have a better understanding of sleep and what you can do to help yourself sleep better each night. The reality is that our sleep, it's such an important issue. Why? And here's why, because it, it impacts our physical health, our mental health. Sleep impacts our relationships, how we feel each day. And the importance of sleep and having successful sleep is really uh, key to having a fully thriving life. Maybe right now you're listening to this podcast and 
right now, even as you're listening, you feel groggy. <laughs> you feel listless. Uh, some people have said my voice puts them to sleep, which so maybe that's understandable. <laughs> but when, you know, the afternoon comes, maybe you're at work and you're sitting in some meeting and you're just, you start doing that head bob, right? We've all done that. We've all been there. The low hum of the air conditioner in the office and you're in that comfy chair and you're being subjected to a really boring presentation and and you're not getting enough hours of sleep this week and you just start to do that head bob and that is just the worst feeling isn't it and i think all of us have have been there in those moments you know have you ever felt you know, listless during the day maybe lacking energy maybe in terms of sleep for you you have a hard time staying asleep and we're going to talk about that in just a minute maybe just constantly feel tired and drained in the morning. And so when you wake up after what was supposed to be a rejuvenating time, you wake up and you're actually, your body's already tired. And I don't know if this is an issue for you, but more and more people are really struggling in this area. And according to uh, the Institute of Medicine, an estimated 50 to 70 million U.S. adults have issues with insomnia and wakefulness. And as human, de- as, as human beings, we, we are uh, designed. We're supposed to spend a third of our lives sleeping. That's how we are wired. That's how it's supposed to work. And yet so many of us are not getting good sleep right now. It's an epidemic problem. It's a issue that impacts so many of us. And whether it's you or a loved one, or maybe your kids, sleep is just really causing a lot of problems in our lives and our families and our relationships. So why is sleep so important? Well, number one, sleep helps us repair our minds and our bodies. It helps us get rebalanced each day. Uh, Thomas Decker once described sleep as the golden chain that ties health and our bodies together. Sleep brings replenishment and rejuvenation to us, both physically, emotionally, uh, replenishes us uh, spiritually. It, it's it's key. And there's some other things. Uh, sleep clears out damaged cells and toxins in your body. Yeah, it literally does that work. And also while you're sleeping, your brain sorts and organizes memories and experiences. So it gives your brain an opportunity when you're sleeping to, you know, kind of defragment your mind and defragment just like a computer. It, it allows it to sort of organize and put things where it belongs and create some order. And sleep health is directly linked. This is really important. Sleep health is directly linked to mental wellness and our own immunity, our ability to fight off disease. Is this important? You better believe it. Is this something we need to talk about? You better believe it. So what I want to do is give you some tools today to fall asleep naturally, to not get loaded up on NyQuil, which a lot of us do. I'll just get NyQuil and pop a few sleeping pills and Ambien or whatever it is we take. And I want us to naturally put our bodies and our minds in a state 
that will help us relax and sleep well every single night. So I want to share with you something that feels a little embarrassing. It's a confession, but it's true. And it's simply this, that yours truly, Mike Foster, goes to bed at 9 p.m. every night. Which, by the way, is the same time I went to bed when I was in elementary school. I also heard, by the way, that uh, Tom Brady from the New England Patriots, he goes to bed at 9 o'clock too. And so I'm in good company there. It's probably the only thing I have in common with Tom Brady, that we have the same bedtime. But I have not advanced or matured at all in this area of my life. I put my pajamas on, I get in bed, I turn on some quiet music, Nils Fromm, which his album Screws, which is this beautiful piano music, something mellow. And uh, I mean, true story, if I will have people come over to my dinner for house to at my house or um, I'm doing my, one of my workshops and you know, I always invite the class over to my house on the first day and we have dinner and it's just how Mrs. Foster and I roll. We serve everyone, you know, a meal and we have the fireplaces going and music playing in the background. And it's just, we love hospitality and we love people just feeling welcomed in our home. And, but before we get the, all the festivities started, like before we start serving dinner, I gather everybody up and I, I welcome them to our home. And I say, my casa is su casa. My house is your house. You know, eat my cereal, get into my refrigerator, whatever you want. Just, just make yourself at home. We, we really love that you're here. But then I tell them, I say, hey, listen, I need, need to give you a heads up. I am going to be going to bed at 9 p.m. I will be leaving the downstairs and I'm going upstairs. I'm going to be going to bed at 9 p.m. Now you stay as long as you want, have fun as long as you want. My house is your house, but I am going to bed. It has been just a boundary that I've had in my life for a very long time. And it's a rhythm that I'm in. And by the way, if you catch me after nine o'clock, having a conversation with me after nine o'clock, I just want to say, I'm so sorry because I'm like my whole self just starts. I've trained my body so well that anything after 9 p.m. is a waste. And uh, I'm, I'm no good after nine. So that's just a, that's just a self-care thing that I have built into my rhythm. And sleep is very important to me. And I want it, it to become important to you as a part of you being fully alive and fully free and becoming everything you want to be in your life. So let's talk about some of the categories of sleep problems. Let's start there. So there's a few categories that some of you may be falling into right now and be suffering with. The first one is uh, sleep initiation. And this is where we have difficulty actually getting to sleep. That That's maybe you just kind of, you lay down and you're restless and you, you're telling your eyeballs to close and you're trying to get yourself to fall asleep and you just can't. Number two, uh, sleep maintenance. This is the category where you you have difficulty staying asleep. 
We're going to talk a little bit more about that also. Or another category, oversleeping or just waking up tired. You wake up exhausted, which means you're not really getting good sleep. Nightmares or night terrors, sleepwalking or talking, teeth grinding, that's all kind of in its own category. And by the way, isn't the worst dream, like the worst nightmare, and I, I've had this one several times, is where you're dreaming that you're grinding your teeth and you're pulverizing your teeth and your teeth are literally falling out of your mouth. Have you had this dream? I know I've had it a few times and I've talked to other people and they've had this dream. Apparently it's kind of common, but you know, it's kind of combining nightmares and teeth grinding all in one perfect, horrible evening. And it's like, I'm thinking to myself like, no, Mike, don't grind your teeth. You're, you're destroying your teeth. You're parents paid a lot of money for your braces and now you're destroying everything. And, and thank God I wake up and everything's okay. And my teeth are in my mouth. But, but again, that's sort of stress and, uh, and nightmares and night terrors. But the worst nightmare is us, you know, our teeth disintegrating in our mouths. Another, another category of a sleep problem that some of you may suffer with is restless leg syndrome. This is this tingling and uh, where your legs are in your your nervous system and your muscles are a little out of sorts there. Also snoring or sleep apnea is a big issue for a lot of people. And then there's this other category of people that maybe you fall into, maybe you have none of those, but you're, you would fall into this category. And this is becoming more of a thing in our society, in our busy, fast paced Western culture. And that's the person who just thinks they don't need sleep. They don't believe in sleep. They think they can do without sleep or they push themselves so hard in life that they actually deny themselves good sleep. Sleep is just a low priority for them. Or maybe you think that you could just catch up on sleep. Like again, you get a few hours during the week and then I catch up on the weekend. Well, unfortunately, that math doesn't pencil out and it actually isn't uh doesn't work. You can't really catch up on your sleep. You're either going to get it or you don't. And trying to catch up doesn't really work. So why do we have so many issues with sleeping? What's going on here? Well, we have to talk about our nervous system and our nervous system. It's intelligent. It's intelligently designed. It's a masterpiece in many ways. And it was created for both survival and safety. So we have, we have these two systems that make up our bodies. A nervous system and we have the fight and flight system and this is the sympathetic nervous system and let's just call this the the monkey mind the monkey mind system or monkey mode and the monkey just like monkeys do is jumping and bouncing and frenetic and on edge and kind of wired and the the monkey mind turns our thoughts into a pinball machine and we're kind of bouncing all over the place and in monkey mode And the monkey mode mind is really us being in survival mode. This is your sympathetic nervous system calling the shots. You're wound tight. You're on edge. You're afraid. You're fearful. You you see the world as a dangerous place. And so you sleep with one eye open. Just make sure nobody attacks you. And it's really difficult to rest when 
you're in survival mode or you don't feel safe. It's hard to rest and get good sleep when the monkey is in charge. So strategy number one for good sleep is this. The journey back to good sleep is to create an inner core of safety and making lifestyle choices to help you move out of survival mode. Here's, here's the basic principle I want you to grab hold of. You have to feel safe to sleep deep. And for some of us, this is where our journey for good sleep is going to start. How can we begin to do the internal and external work to feel safe again, at home in our bodies again, to feel at peace in our story, to feel loved in the world and not in danger and to not feel like we have to be in this fight or flight mode. So, so let me ask you a question. What, what are you holding on to? Or what are the things in your life right now that feel unsafe, feel insecure? Is it possible to surrender those things? Or maybe what are you trying to control to feel safe? Because some of these things might be blocking good sleep. So let me tell you a little story that happened to me a few nights ago. So I, I woke up like 2 a.m. in the morning. I went to bed at 9 p.m., but I woke up at 2 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> and my monkey mind just kicked in. Some things had felt heavy during the week, you know, dealing with some stress in my own life. I started thinking about work stuff and financial stuff, especially like the financial stuff, doesn't it? Like that just really can way heavy on you and way heavy on your mind. I'll just give you a little background. My wife and I are taking some big risks this year to go after uh, some, some new dreams of ours. And we're making some big shifts that are creating instability in my life, creating instability in her life. Just it's good instability, but instability nonetheless. And uh, a little bit of that backstory. I literally last year uh, towards the end of 2018, I fired myself from a very well-paying job because I knew what I was doing there wasn't my future. I, I knew I was being called to something else. But this means like all the income, that paycheck that came every other week and that I could count on and all that opportunity and the safety of that was gone. And we're sort of starting over, which is thrilling and terrifying all in the same breath, right? And maybe you're there right now and you're you're, you're trying some new things and you're you're putting yourself out there and maybe I'll talk about this in the future about kind of a little bit more of what we're doing with our lives in a future, uh, talk about that in a future podcast about following your dreams and taking risks. And, you know, basically my, my mantra is how to create zero tolerant tolerance for things that just don't fit you. And that's what I did. So anyways, I, I started thinking about all of that. And did I make the right decision? Will we be okay? I started thinking about our finances. How much do we have in our savings? Are we going to get through this month? You know, are we going to pay our bills? All of that kind of stuff. Um, I started thinking about all the tasks and the to-do list, the projects, the people I need to connect with to help sort of build out this new season of life. Man, my monkey mind was just engaged in the worries and my mind is trying to fix it. It's my, my monkey mind is jumping here and there and 
And this just led to more things swirling and churning in my brain. You, you've probably been there. By the way, have you ever noticed when we lie in bed, we don't, we don't think about all of our successes when we're up at 2 a.m. We're not thinking about like, oh man, I killed it on that. I slayed that. Oh, I'm doing so amazing here. Like, no, that's not what we think about at all. What do we do? We churn on our failures or our mess ups or the things that we feel incapable of or our inadequacies or the things that we're doing wrong. It would be so nice just to lay in our comfy bed and snuggle with our pillow and think about good thoughts and how much we're loved and how we're doing a really good job. But we don't do that, do we? So, and here's the worst thing of this kind of 2 a.m. episode that I had, and I know this happens to you. I started stressing out that now I'm up at 2 a.m. in the morning when I should be sleeping, and now I'm stressing about not sleeping. Ah, you know, will I be able to go back to sleep? And as this, this is like, it's like a vicious cycle, right? Uh, it's probably happens, you know, all the time. Like we're worried about sleeping. So here's, here's the issue. I couldn't sleep because I didn't, I didn't feel safe. You know, it's about the instability, the changes that are happening in our life. Some of the financial pressures. I couldn't sleep because I didn't feel like I was going to be okay. I was stressed. I was stressed in my body. I was stressed in my mind. I was unsettled inside. And this is probably your primary issue too. You don't feel relaxed. You're in survival mode. You're in monkey mode. You're in fight or flight mode. And there's things inside of you that you've, you've buried and you've, you've shoved down and you've just buried maybe past memories or whatever it might be. And, and here's the truth. Whatever we bury, we plant. And whatever we plant will grow. So you think, you know, you stuff down your fears and your past and you think you stuffed down and buried your trauma and your memories and it's all down there in your subconscious. And then you start to relax. Your monkey mind takes control and has its way with you when you sleep. Good night, good night. It's time now to sleep. The moon's watching over you and your dreams Good night, good night, my sweet little one Tomorrow your eyes, they will light up the sun So tip number one, we 
we need to do the work and the processing to begin to release the burdens, the, the anxieties, the, the stress of our lives. And, and whether that's counseling, therapy, exercise, hitting the gym. So number two, another tip, another practice is we need to stop stressing about sleep and measuring sleep. We have to find ways to uh, release the thoughts, but I also want to encourage you to to normalize when you wake up, just like I did it to him. Let's talk about this for a moment. It's a phenomenon called second sleep. And what scientists and researchers have discovered is that this comes from our early ancestors. Our, our bodies are naturally wired for second sleep. And second sleep is really where you sleep in two different cycles. Okay. And, you, and they've looked at actually historical documents from the pre-industrial age, and they looked at households and what people did. And what they found is that people slept in two four cycle segments. What they, what they found was that people would wake up around 2 a.m. or 3 a.m., which is kind of a natural rhythm for our bodies. And instead of trying to go back to sleep, they would literally get up and start doing stuff. They'd go out, they'd go for a walk, they'd maybe go get a drink, whatever. They'd talk to their partner, they'd read, they'd do some work, and then they went back to bed. So this was kind of the rhythm. They didn't just sort of lay in bed. They actually got up and tried to, to maximize what the body was naturally doing in that. Now, again, that was our pre-industrial age uh, when things were a little bit different, but it is, it's showing that this is, a, this, is a, this is a pattern. So I know it's easy to worry about being up, but give yourself permission to, to be awake and just to respond to the body. But, but don't let your monkey mind your fight flight brain kick in in that moment release the need to control the sleep and just relax your body as best as you can also here's another thing don't calculate how much sleep you will or won't be getting if you were to wake up turn your clock away from you don't check the time in fact if you have a sleep monitor sometimes sleep monitors can be de detrimental because anytime you get into the measurement or calculating or doing math about, you know, how many hours of sleep. And again, that, that adds a, a stress to the actual sleep process. And so, so be aware of this is happening and make sure uh, not to check your clocks and to allow your body to do what's doing, but don't stress about the, the pattern of waking up in your second sleep. So principle number two, don't let sleep be another thing that causes you stress or worry. It's normal to wake up during the night. It's normal not to sleep well sometimes. When this happens, we just need to breathe, relax, and relax your jaw, drop your shoulders, breathe out and let go, or maybe just begin to focus on all of your successes. talk about the third thing to help you sleep better and that's breathing and breathing better and thinking about our breath and be making that much more of our kind of daily practice during the day and even at night 
So on average, we, um, we breathe 20 to 25,000 times a day. And most of our breathing is unconscious. Like we're not thinking about our breathing, right? It's also typically when we're breathing, it's what we refer to as survival breathing. Shallow, inefficient. It's almost like we're panting instead of having having good breaths and deep breaths. And this this type of survival mode breathing creates tightness in our body and makes us feel more adrenalized. It creates tightness in our neck and our shoulders. And may, just be aware, like right now, maybe, let me just ask you, are you holding your breath right now? Do you feel kind of that tightness in your chest? Maybe you're at the gym. You're like, no, I'm not holding my breath because I'm, I'm breathing pretty deep because I'm running on the treadmill right now. But um, I, I found like sometimes even when I do this podcast, because I'm so focused and I'm so like intent on, you know, trying to be present or, or the task at hand or what, you know, the work, whatever. And this is survival breathing. And this is the type of breathing that most of us use during our days. And so we need to shift this. We need to, to think differently about this and figure out how to have deep breaths. We need to practice what we refer to as, as breath awareness and focus on breathing slowly and deeply from our belly. That's good breathing. That's why I love yoga. Yoga is wonderful. I, I don't, I don't do it very well because I'm not very flexible that way, but I like yoga because it's just, it, it's so much about kind of integrating breath. And what is amazing about focusing on our breathing is that we can literally breathe our way into feeling safe. Yes. Isn't that cool? We can breathe our way out of survival mode, out of that monkey mode. We can quiet that monkey brain, the sympathetic nervous system, just by breathing. And as we breathe, we release the stress and the tension and the tightness, and we prepare ourselves for better sleep. Deep breaths will help. Oxygen is this wonder drug for your body. <laughs> Deep breaths are like writing little love notes to your body and, and just saying, I love you. I care about you. I'm thinking about you. And so I want to encourage you throughout your day, even today, especially in the evening, to begin to focus on breathing, becoming aware of your breath. Is it shallow? Is it survival breathing? Is your chest feeling tight? Are you feeling you know, tightness in your, your shoulders? Well, begin to breathe from your belly, begin to, don't, don't let it be an unconscious act, but turn it into a conscious act. Okay. So number four, we have to talk about technology, right? We can't, we can't do an episode on sleep without talking about tech. You know, as going here, right? Well, we kind of know our phones and our connectedness is creating obstacles and hindrances to our sleeping well. The overstimulation of social media, the immediacy of information, all the inputs of data, information coming at us. So I want to encourage you, if you do just one thing this week, if you're struggling to sleep, try this one thing. Create an electronic sundown. Let me say that again. Create an electronic sundown. Basically, withdraw from technology at least an hour before your normal bedtime. Don't look at emails. Don't check your phone. Don't scroll through Instagram because all of this is stimulation, chemical stimulation, by the way, like your brain is being stimulated 
releasing things into your body because of what you're seeing. Like I, I have you watched the news lately? You have no hope of sleeping well if you watch the news before you go to bed, <laughs> because there's just it's that's just the stress. Let me let me tell you everything that's going wrong in the world: wars, murders, uh, um, people dying. We don't need to be watching that before bedtime, okay? It's just our bodies just it's putting it into this very stressful situation when we do that. We may not we may not know that we may not sense it, but it is happening. And so I want you to establish your own electronic sundown and commit to it. Also make sure to take tech breaks during the day so your nervous system will actually get in the pattern of being non-stimulated. I, you know, I suggest like every 90 minutes, take a few minutes of disconnection, some micro breaks, and this will actually help your system get into the pattern of disconnecting. So when you do the electronic sunset uh, each night, your body won't freak out. Okay. So technology breaks. I also want to encourage you to not invite technology into bed. And I realize this is a pretty common thing for a lot of people. I know Jennifer and I, after a long day, we like to just chill in bed. We will watch, you know, an episode of True Detective, which um, is amazing. Yes, I, I'm loving season three of True, True Detective. Or Jen and I will watch This Is Us, and I'll get all teary-eyed. It actually, This Is Us actually helps me sleep because <laughs> it's just so heartwarming. And yes, season three is still amazing. Or um, maybe I'll, I'll watch Jeopardy because I'm an old fogey and I like questions versus answers. <laughs> so anyways, if you're having problems sleeping, let me encourage you to set a boundary here with not inviting technology into bed. Don't watch TV in bed if you can avoid it. Like go to the family room, go to another room and watch TV, watch it, you know, in a, in a particular place, but, but try to avoid bringing technology into bed, your phone, computer, your iPad, your TV set. Let's make the bed a phone-free, TV-free environment. So this might take some work and some bad habits might need to be broken here. And listen, you you structure it in a way that makes sense for you. But I promise you that, that this will help. Another thing that happens... Um, when we're using our phones and watching screens at night is that the light, the light that emits from the screens tricks our bodies into thinking it's daytime and not nighttime. That's a bad thing. Like your body's like responding to the light. So think about the light that you're around. You know, one of the things that we did um, in our bedroom and really in our whole house is we put dimmers on all of our lights and I, I begin to set those lights lower and lower as we get closer to bedtime. I want to reduce the amount of light in the room. I don't need my body feeling like it's time to wake up or be up. So, all right. The final thing I want to talk about is your environment. And I want you to look for ways to upgrade your sleeping environment. Okay. Some of you, I'm going to be blunt. It's time to get a new bed and a new pillow. Because what you're sleeping on right now, it just sucks. You know, we hold on to beds way too long. Seven years, that's what, what they say. Seven years is probably the max you should hold on to bed because after seven years, that bed loses its elasticity and supportive uh, properties. And so get rid also of those cheap, gross pillows that you're sleeping on. 
upgrade your pillow, like a good pillow can make a really big difference. Another thing, and I, I realized this after Jennifer and I actually had a conversation about this, you should not be sleeping on a king size pillow. You know, those king size pillows, those oversized pillows, those are only decorative and they actually won't support your head properly. In fact, large king size pillows will will typically break in the middle, causing your head to kind of fall to one side and not be properly supported. So a single, like normal size pillow, but you need a good pillow. By the way, if you can't afford a new bed, get a mattress topper. Those are those things are miracles. But strategize some ways where your entire bed experience can be refreshed. New sheets, a pillow. Some of us have literally carved the imprint of our body into our bed because we've been lying there for years and years and we have not refreshed our bed. Okay. So also, I want to say this. Get the biggest bed you possibly can, especially if you're married. If you have a spouse like... So my wife and I, when we first got married, we slept on a full-size bed. A full-size bed. Not a queen, not a king, but a full, which is basically one step up from a single. Now, I, I'm i 6'4". I didn't even fit on that bed. But, but we used this bed for a couple years. And why... Because we're young, we were young and foolish and didn't know what we're doing. And by the way, we were not sleeping well. So really think about the bed that you're sleeping on. Does it make sense? Like just look at some of these basic things. Let's talk about music real quick. I love music also as in terms of environment. I love music and I use it to help calm myself and get ready for bed. I was talking about Nils from the, the album Screws. Like it, you download on Spotify or iTunes or whatever. Uh, but there's this other song. There's actually a song called Weightless by Marconi Union. And this song has been proven to reduce anxiety by 65% and can reduce your heart rate by 43%. And this song was specifically designed to reduce cortisol levels. Its rhythms and its harmonies help reduce your blood pressure. And so you can find the song on Spotify. I think it's on YouTube also. But like, play this before bed. It will help you sleep. The other thing is make your room as quiet and comfortable as possible. Keep the room at a cool temperature. Eliminate lights and light noise pollution from the street. You know, headlights from cars. Make sure to block it. And finally, in terms of this environment, is create some basic white noise. You know, it might be helpful. A fan or something like that can can help. The droning, all of that can help really make things a lot um, more conducive for sleep. All right, friends, so quick review. Number one, begin to find ways for you to feel safe. Number two, don't stress about sleep. Number three, breathe and breath awareness. Number four, create an electronic sundown. And number five, build a beautiful, comfortable environment. All right, well, I hope that's been helpful to you. Thank you for listening. I hope you put some of these practices into place. And I want to also just say thanks to Sleeping at Last for providing the music for this episode. And you can hear more of his music at sleepingatlast.com or on Spotify or on iTunes. Make sure uh, keep your eyes out on the for the new event that I'm doing, the new two-day event, Strongest. Uh, make sure to follow me on Instagram, <laughs> Instagram at Mike Foster 2000 
You can also hop on over to my website at mikefoster.tv to see my speaking schedule, where I'm going to be. I'd love to meet you. Also, I'll be uh, posting information about the event there once I announce it on Instagram. So thanks again for listening, friends. Keep the emails and the tweets and reviews coming. And remember, no matter what has happened in your story, that your setbacks can become your superpowers. And honesty is always the best policy. We'll see you next time. And sleep well, my friends. Good night, good night. It's time now to sleep. The moon's watching over you and your dreams. Good night, good night, my sweet little one. Tomorrow your eyes, they will light up the sun. Adventures will soon begin.